The sun rises in Florida this morning as the Super Bowl scene is set. The Kansas City Chiefs look to repeat last season's run to earn the franchise's third Lombardi Trophy. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers look to secure their second Super Bowl run in their franchise. But the story doesn't end there. Find out what else you can expect in the big game here on Beyond the Blitz. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen, the Blitz crew back at it as always, Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, and today we are looking at the Super Bowl. It is this Sunday, and we are ready here at the Blitz crew headquarters. But before we get into the big game action, we've got to talk about what is going on around the league today. What are our NFL headliners? Let's find out. First and foremost, jumping right into the big action. Huge trade happened this past week. Former Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford was traded to the LA Rams in exchange for Jared Goff. However, the Lions are getting a pretty sweet deal here. They're getting a 2022 first rounder, a 2023 first rounder, and a 2021 third rounder. Who do you think won this trade and who's going to benefit the most? I honestly think both teams really won this trade because honestly, I mean, you look at the surface, the Lions are getting a lot for a guy that really, I'm not saying the Lions did him dirty, but there's just a lot of times they really didn't build around him and he just wasn't with good teams and he put up stats. He had one year with 5,000 yards, but I think the Rams, I mean, they got a guy who automatically, a lot of people, including myself, are saying with that defense and the weapons he has around him, and yes, the offensive line is getting a little bit old with Andrew Whitworth, but this is a team that is primed to make a Super Bowl run now, especially with Cam Akers now in the backfield too, but the Lions are set up for the future. And the one thing I saw too, NFL Updates, a Twitter page, said that it's very intriguing that the Lions made this trade and had 2022 and 2023 first round draft picks because this is a very unexpected draft as far as scouting. So why not go into the 2022 and 2023 draft having picks that are more secure as far as scouting because there wasn't a full college football season. So I think it was a good trade for both sides. I think for the long run for the Lions, it was a good trade. And for the short term, I mean, the next two or three years, I mean, Stafford could last another five years possibly if he has a good O-line in front of him protecting him. So both teams won this trade, the Rams in the short term and the Lions in the long term. I don't know if anyone won this trade necessarily. This trade has multiple layers to it and a lot to examine. First off, you have a franchise like the Detroit Lions who have just been historically terrible every single year. Now they have something to work with. They have two more first-round draft picks and a third-round draft pick. For the first time in 10-plus years, Matthew Stafford is no longer their quarterback. They're going to have a very rough season next year with Jared Goff under center. Huge downgrade in my opinion. He's good enough, but not good enough to succeed in Detroit without any real talent around him aside from Kenny Galladay, of course. There's just not a whole lot to like about this Lions team next season. However, this Lions team in the next five seasons could be someone trying to contend. This is a franchise not only trying to rebuild from the previous year, but trying to rebuild from the previous 50 
years. This franchise has always been terrible, and now they actually have something to work with. They have to get this right. If they mess this up, it may be their last chance to ever be a contender. Now, the Rams, on the other hand, pretty much throwing away their future. They're doing the exact opposite as Detroit. They are in prime win-now mode. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Really solid receiving core. If the Rams can manage to get a first-round caliber running back, this team will be a force to be reckoned with, with Matthew Stafford under center. Stafford finally getting out of Detroit in a new environment. It could not be a better situation for him. I very well could see that this team making a very deep in the next season's postseason run. A little bit more quarterback news out of Houston and Philadelphia, or quite on the contrary, no news out of Houston or Philadelphia, as both teams have announced that they have zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz. What do you think is going to end up happening with these two players? I think the Deshaun Watson situation, the Carson Wentz situation is different. I'm going to talk about Carson Wentz first. With Carson Wentz, I feel like this team did what the Texans should have done, and that is build their coaching hires around your star player. And right now for them, they are going all in on Carson Wentz. So I think them saying that Wentz is their guy is different because Carson Wentz, I mean, he's got a guy that he's familiar with as a head coach. And I don't know if Carson Wentz really had any say as far as who would be the future head coach in Philly, but I think he had a lot to do with the hire and look at the other side, Deshaun Watson, he really had that much to do. I mean, yes, we do see with the head coach and the GM that they hired that Deshaun Watson was a big reason why they came. But with recent news, why do you expect him to come back? It's honestly really hard for me to see Deshaun Watson coming back. But I think that what needs to happen in Houston is that Deshaun Watson needs to sit down with the new head coach in Houston and the GM and really see if they're on the same page as far as the future goes. If I'm Deshaun Watson right now, I would, again, sit down with them. And if you're not on the same page, then request a trade again. And honestly, the worst thing you could do, Houston, is make him sit out for an entire season because this is a young not even an upcoming player this is one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl you cannot waste his talent even if it's not in houston you could get a buttload of draft picks if matthew stafford just went for two first round picks and a decent quarterback and a third round pick this year imagine what deshaun watson is going to do a guy who is in his younger 20s who's going to last in the nfl for 10 plus years who's in his prime for the next five to ten years He's going to demand a lot in the trade, but honestly, what I'm predicting, Deshaun Watson is going to set out this season because the Texans won't want to trade him away. Yeah, he said that again last week, and we're going to keep talking about Deshaun Watson because he is such a huge playmaker. There's so much to discuss, and as long as he's not on a team, we're going to continue to talk about it because this man deserves to be under center for a real contender. Houston isn't it. Houston is probably as big of a dumpster fire as Detroit is looking heading into next season. It's going to be an interesting decision that Houston is going to make coming up really soon. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, I think he should stay where he is. He very well has a real chance at taking over that team again next season, proving himself in the preseason. Maybe can take over Jalen Hurts as a starter next year with a new coach. He should give it another year in Philadelphia. The Pro Bowl was held last Sunday, but it wasn't really what we're used to as there were a few competitions and events that were held, but we didn't have an actual Pro Bowl because of COVID-19 protocols. There was instead a Madden 
Pro Bowl game with Kyler Murray running away as the MVP of the game. The NFC won 32-12 to against the AFC. What do you think about this alternative? I don't like this alternative. I didn't watch the game at all. I mean, it was broadcasted on YouTube, so it wasn't really anywhere. I mean, they had a Pro Bowl special on ESPN, but other than that, they didn't really advertise this that much, which is very surprising to me. So mainly because of that, I don't know if I'd really like this that much. Honestly, I'd rather have a live game than have Madden. And like me and you have talked about before we recorded this, Madden is going downhill. So... Honestly, I don't know if I'd really want to watch a Madden Pro Bowl in the future. I'd rather have the actual game. Yeah, when I learned this was happening, all I gave was a chuckle and moved along. Not really too much news, much to discuss here. It's just a little fun thing someone's trying to come up with to fill the void of everyone's favorite NFL time, the Pro Bowl. Last but not least, EA Sports, the creators of Madden video game franchise, have announced that NCAA football is going to be making a return on the next generation consoles in the summer of 2022. The last NCAA game to be released was in 2014, and it is now making a comeback. I know you're excited about this one. Dude, I loved NCAA growing up, especially NCAA 11, I believe, the one that had Tim Tebow on the cover. That was honestly my favorite. My favorite was the part where I could just be a quarterback and go into high school and play in a playoff and win and then basically choose a no-name school. This is what I always did, but choose a no-name school and the next four years take them to being one of the best teams in college football. That was honestly a great pass time for me i'm just really hoping that the developers of madden are on this again i don't want to say again that madden is terrible but it's just not consistent as it used to be really i mean the music hasn't gotten better and really the developers i feel like have just leaned on the namesake of Madden. And I'm hoping they're not going to do that with NCAA. That is going to come out in a couple of summers. I'm really hoping that they put their heart and their soul into it. Really, I think the gameplay was great back in the day. So I think they keep the gameplay. You update the rosters, update the teams, and update the graphics, and you're good to go. I'm super excited for this game. Madden is already awful. I hope this doesn't take attention away of the little effort they still have in the Madden game. Hopefully NCAA is going to reinvigorate football video games and maybe we'll see a little bit of improvement on both sides of things, but I am certainly excited for this game. I was a huge NCAA fan back in the day, just like you said, and I am for sure going to purchase this when it comes out. And now you know what time it is. That's right. It's Super Bowl 55 and we got everything for you we're going over the biggest matchups the key players that no one is talking about in this game and ultimately who's going to win super bowl 55 so let's go over the biggest matchups of this game and honestly the biggest matchup really not defense offense matchup but really legacy versus legacy and that's right i'm talking about tom brady the greatest player in nfl history against patrick mahomes who could overtake tom brady at some point for the greatest player in nfl history so brandon what do you think of this matchup and will this game ultimately come down to who has the ball last it's big goat versus little goat this is the time for mahomes to prove that he is the next tom brady and this is time for brady to prove not a whole lot he doesn't have anything else to prove even if he loses this game he proved me wrong 
he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He made it to the Super Bowl on a team that has historically been bad. And now this franchise he just joined has the potential to be the best franchise in the division. In just one quick year, they could have more Super Bowl trophies than anyone else in that division combined. And Tom Brady is to thank for it. This Tampa Bay team was good coming into this season, but we weren't aware how good this team was coming into this season. Tom Brady at the helm, he isn't the flashiest quarterback in the NFL. He never has been. He's never been the most agile, but he's smart. He can play the field, and that's what he does. He puts his team in the best position they can be to win games because that's what Brady does. He's not flashy, but he's a winner, and he's the one up against another winner, but a winner with a little bit of flashiness to him. Mahomes, definitely a flashy quarterback. Both of these quarterbacks have very, very good weapons. We look at the Chiefs. We see Tyreek Hill. We see Sammy Watkins. We see Travis Kelsey. We see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We even see Le'Veon Bell. In Tampa Bay, you see Mike Evans. You see Rob Gronkowski. There's O.J. Howard. Not to mention, they have Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette has been going off. Antonio Brown. And then we have Chris Godwin to top it off. Probably the most intense offensive weapons that have ever made an appearance in the Super Bowl on the field at one point. And Mahomes and Brady are going to have a field day if their offensive lines can hold up. Because as we'll talk about here in a minute, offensive line in Kansas City is a little bit depleted. So Mahomes is going to have to rely on his flashiness. We're going to see some big plays to be made. Yeah, I definitely think this is probably the biggest quarterback duel we're going to see in NFL history in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm expecting this game to have at least 28 points each for both teams, as we'll see for our predictions later in the show. But honestly, with Patrick Mahomes, like you said, the flashiness, that's what's there for Patrick Mahomes. And not only the flashiness, but how about the consistency? I mean, this man came off an injury against Buffalo. He had that injury against the Browns. That was a concussion. And then he came and played like nothing was wrong. Like he didn't miss a beat. I mean, that's really why we both picked the Bills against the Chiefs. But he was still Patrick Mahomes, despite having a concussion the previous week against the Browns. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is really going to have to be on him. I'd hate to put a game on a quarterback. But really, if the Chiefs are going to win this game, Mahomes is going to have to have a lights-out game. And we look at the other side. We look at Tom Brady. I mean, there's not a whole lot of flashiness there. But, I mean, we look at the arm talent for his age. It's there. We love to see it. It is really what has put this Bucks offense on top this season. But you also look at the consistency for Tom Brady. It's been there. I honestly think the consistency for both of these quarterbacks is really going to bring them far in this game. And really, this game is going to come down to who has the ball last. And honestly... If either of these quarterbacks turns the ball over, honestly, the team and the quarterback that turns the ball over the most is probably going to lose this game. And now we move on to a defense versus offense matchup. We're talking about the offense of the Chiefs and the defense of the Bucks. And the first matchup we have for that is we have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey against this secondary of the Bucks, the safeties and the corners of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a young bunch for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think they have a guy over 25 that is in that cornerback room, except for guys that are maybe fourth or fifth on the depth chart as far as quarters and maybe a backup or third string as far as safeties go. So what do you think about this matchup with a dynamic guy in Tyree Kill and a dynamic tight end in Travis Kelsey going against the young guys in the secondary for the Bucs? 
When these two teams played back in Week 12, which the Chiefs did end up winning, we saw Tyreek Hill have an absolute field day. 269 yards on 13 catches for three touchdowns, shredding Tampa Bay. So, right off the bat, you see the problem. Tampa Bay lost because they couldn't cover Tyreek Hill. Could we see this happen again? They have got to play Tyreek Hill deep. They cannot let him go in single coverage, or man coverage for that matter. Got to have him accounted for every play. But if you account for Tyreek Hill every play, then you have the lead's second leader in receiving yards this season, Travis Kelsey, a tight end underneath, absolutely dominant, and he's going to destroy those butts secondary as well. The Tampa Bay has an amazing defensive front, and as Travis Kelsey can break past that first line, he's gone. There's no one that can stop him consistently every play. It is going to be very difficult to stop Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey on a scene where they have both played in already in the Super Bowl. Both of these players are going to be the real X-Factors of this game, easily the two to keep your eye on. And really, this Tampa Bay secondary has played well in the playoffs so far, but you look at the similarity of each team that they play in the playoffs. What is the similarity? A good number one wide receiver, Washington, Terry McLaurin, the Saints, Michael Thomas, and last week, the Packers, Devontae Adams. Now, the Saints, yes, they did have Emmanuel Sanders, but they really shut him down as well. I think a lot was attributed to Drew Brees not being able to throw the ball deep. But really moving on, you have the Kansas City Chiefs that you're facing who not only have Tyree Kill, who is the main reason why they're in this game. He torched the Bills two weeks ago in Kansas City, and I think he could really do the same thing here. The secondary is really going to have to show up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game. And really, if they're trying to take Tyreek Hill away, Travis Kelsey is going to be open right down the middle. However, Devin White, he is one of the fastest linebackers in the NFL. I would not be surprised if either him or... Antoine Winfield Jr. is a guy that is going to be on Travis Kelsey the entirety of this game. I believe Devin White could match up well against Travis Kelsey, but let's not forget Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the NFL. This is going to be a good matchup. I can't wait to see Devin White against Travis Kelsey. It's going to be a good one. But really, moving on to our next matchup here in this game, if that secondary can't do well, what's going to win this game for the Bucks defense? It's going to be the front four. We have two starting offensive tackles out for the Chiefs. Left tackle Eric Fisher out with an Achilles injuries last week. And then Mitchell Swartz, the right tackle, still on IR. So the starting two tackles all season, some pretty decent, if not good, if not great starters, especially Mitchell Swartz on the right side of the line. They're pretty good on that line. And it looks like projected starters will be right tackle Mike Remmers, who is going to be left tackle. And then right guard, Andrew Wiley, is most likely going to start at the right tackle position. So guys who are playing out of position are going to start there. And we saw what the Bucks defense did to the Packers when they had backup offensive linemen last week. They got to Aaron Rodgers a lot. And that's really what they're going to have to do to get the win here against Patrick Mahomes. They're going to have to get to him. So what do you think about this matchup? I think this matchup is very tough for the Chiefs. You have Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul on the other side of that football lining up against backups. That's not a good look. Like I said earlier, it's going to come down to Mahomes being flashy and getting out of the pocket because consistently, he's not going to be able to trust the pocket. That pocket is going to continuously collapse on him. He has to get the ball out of his hands fast, and he has to find his playmaker, Travis Kelsey. 
because these offensive tackles are not going to be able to hold Shaq Barrett back from just destroying them five-plus sacks. This game very well could come down to this Chiefs offensive line not holding up. Besides the quarterback matchup that we have, probably one of the best matchups going into this game. One of the best coaches in NFL history, most likely. We'll see the next couple of years if he gains more Super Bowls. Andy Reid got his first Super Bowl last year, looking to get his second. And Bruce Arians, a guy who's won many Super Bowls, I think two in Pittsburgh as an offensive coordinator, and now looking to get his first as a head coach in the NFL, was an interim head coach with the Colts, went to the playoffs, but didn't go to the Super Bowl. And then you have the Cardinals. The farthest they got was the NFC Championship, and they got demolished by the Panthers. Now he's tasting his first ever Super Bowl. He's looking to get his first Lombardi as a head coach. What do you think about this head coaching matchup going to this game? I always liked Bruce Arians, even when he was in Arizona, even when he was struggling. Always thought Bruce Arians had the right mindset. He's a tough coach that knows what he wants. This tough coach that knows what he wants Got a little bit of diversity in the room with Tom Brady given a second viewpoint to things. Early in the season, there were rumors about the two clashing and not getting along. And here they are playing in the Super Bowl. Looks like they repaired that relationship a little bit better. And now it's running. Andy Reid, also a very likable coach, has the respect of his players. And both of these guys are two of my favorite coaches in the league. And I'm happy they both get the chance to coach against each other. Bruce Arians looking for that first ring as a head coach. Andy Reid looking for that second. Bruce Arians, like I said, got a team that had no chemistry at the beginning of the season. A whole bunch of people who have never played together before. Great veterans. On paper, the greatest team of all time. I said this before the season began. Tampa Bay would start out slow and end really hot. What happened? Tampa Bay ended up slow. They made it into the Super Bowl. Not quite what I said, but this team far past every single prediction that anyone had for them. And Bruce Arians, right at the helm of it, he deserves much more credit than he is receiving. These are two guys that have to be up there for the head coach of the year. Like, Bruce Arians is a guy that not many people are talking about. They're talking about Brian Flores. They're talking about Kevin Stefanski. Bruce Arians took this team that was really a quarterback away, and they take a guy that nobody really wanted, except maybe the Chargers, and took this team to the Super Bowl. And let's not forget, this defense with Todd Bowles is fantastic. Bruce Arians created a culture that was winning again. The same culture that they created in Arizona, but the difference is they are in the big game here. These are two coaches that are similar as far as they are amazing personalities. We love to see them off the field. We love to see them in interviews and just give them that one li- those one-liners. Andy Reid eating the double, if not triple cheeseburger after the Super Bowl last year. Will he get another big Super Bowl win and another big Super Bowl burger after this year? We'll see. And then we see the other side of these guys where a call goes wrong or something goes wrong and they're just livid on the sideline. This is going to be interesting how they both come into this game firepower offenses with defenses that are really situational defenses if we're really thinking about it it's going to be interesting to see how their offenses and defenses react to different situations can't wait to see this head coaching matchup and now we go from the matchups to how about some x factors that not many people are talking about so some players that aren't Patrick Mahomes aren't Tyreek Hill aren't Tom Brady 
are Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and these big guys that everybody talks about. How about some guys who not a lot of people talk about? So one guy from the Chiefs, one guy from the Bucks. Brandon, who do you got for your guy from the Chiefs? My guy for the Chiefs is Cole Hardman, the second-year receiver for the Chiefs. He's much more dangerous in the returning game, though. Last week against Buffalo, we saw him fumble on his first punt return of the game. Buffalo was able to recover that, and it ended up becoming six points. Nicole Hardman looked devastated after that in the AFC Championship game. Went down 9 to nothing early in the game because of his mistake. Later in the game, he came back with a huge play for Kansas City, absolutely making it up, and because of his efforts on that drive, Kansas City ended up getting those six points right back. Nicole Hardman was always an athlete I've been high on, even early last season when he was a rookie. Even in the receiving game, he showed it last week against Buffalo. This kid is fast, and he gets lost because he's an X-factor that nobody's talking about. He's going to get lost eventually. He's going to break a big play, and we see it in the Super Bowl all the time. Special teams, it's huge. Mikko Hardman is the greatest special team player on that field in this game. I believe he might even return one in this game. Just a little bit of a bull prediction. I remember last year I had Mikkel Harmon as a rookie out of Georgia as the X-Factor. Last year I said that he could possibly be the Super Bowl MVP. I love that pick there. But I want to go to the other side of the ball for the KFC Chiefs. How about Legereus Sneed? A guy who has had four sack in the last game this guy when you think about defensive backs you don't usually think about sacks unless you're jamal adams coming from the safety position and really for me this guy's a game changer and what do teams that beat tom brady have in common they get pressure on him and the chiefs love to do it in different ways it's not just from their front four it's from this guy right here legerius sneed i believe he also has two picks this year he might also have a pick six as well this past season I think this guy could have a pick six he could have an interception against Tom Brady that could completely change this game or he could have a sack or a strip fumble or something he's going to make the play for the Kansas City Chiefs that is going to change this game and he could possibly maybe win the Super Bowl MVP if he makes a couple of those plays a lot of those plays but look out for Legereus need for the Kansas City Chiefs All right, Brandon, who do you got going to the NFC side, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You mentioned him a little bit earlier. I'm going with Tampa Bay safety, Antoine Winfield. Over the top, over the middle, no matter what, he is going to be called very often in this game. He is going to be targeted. This kid is a rookie playing in the Super Bowl, starting in a very, very important spot, covering two of the best offensive players in the NFL. Now, that doesn't sound like he's really set up for success in this game. And he might not be, but he is such a key part of this defense for this game that he needs to step up now. He has got to not only think of Tyreek Hill breaking it deep, he cannot let Tyreek Hill get behind him, and he cannot let Travis Kelsey get under him. He has a lot to think about. I can see him breaking up a few big passes, maybe on some big third downs. He's going to not be the flashy player, but he's going to be that player in the rough, getting things done, and hopefully not getting burnt downfield. For the next couple of days, really look at the injury report because Antoine Winfield didn't play against the Green Bay Packers, and he is still questionable to play in this Super Bowl game. So really look for the next couple of days here on Friday and tomorrow, Saturday, and also Sunday before the big game at 630 to see 
if this guy's going to play. But it, Tampa Bay says that he is most likely going to play in this game. And yes, he is a huge X factor in this game that not a lot of people are talking about. And I'm going to talk about the other side of the ball for Tampa Bay. How about a guy who is in a crowded receiving group? I'm going to talk about Scotty Miller, a guy who really has made big plays in the last couple of games. We saw him make a big play at the end of the half against the Packers that really kept the momentum going for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If they didn't score that touchdown, I don't know. Tampa Bay would have won that game. So that was a huge play. He's made huge plays all season when he's healthy. And really, I mean, you look at guys like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. We look at past Super Bowls. For Tom Brady, who does Brady like to throw to? He likes to throw to those quick slot guys like Julian Edelman. Even James White, he was a running back, but he sometimes lined up in the slot. And those are guys who really performed well. And Edelman was a Super Bowl MVP. So we could really see Scotty Miller getting the ball from Tom Brady. And Tom Brady has a really good chemistry with Scotty Miller this season. So look out for him to have a big game too. And now what we've all been waiting for Brandon, who's ultimately going to win Super Bowl 55? I've been saying it for a very long time. There was a week where I lapsed in confidence. I learned from my mistakes. I'm not betting against the Kansas City Chiefs again. I see Patrick Mahomes being a very young Tom Brady, getting off to a hot start of his young career. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a thrilling 35-32 to 32 victory. Nicole Hardman's punt return touchdown is what sealed the deal. And who do you have as your Super Bowl MVP for this game? Got to give it to Patty Mahomes, man. Like we said earlier, if Chiefs or Buccaneers are going to win this game, it's going to be from significant quarterback play. Neither one of these two teams play well without their quarterbacks playing well. So if one team wins, it's going to be a quarterback to receive MVP either way. Yeah, this is probably one of the tougher Super Bowls for me to call as far as predictions and picking goes for the past couple of seasons. I mean, on one side, you got the Kansas City Chiefs who are hurting at both starting tackles. And if Patrick Mahomes is under pressure the entire game, we might not see him have a great game. On the uh, flip side, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. He could have a great game. Tom Brady could have a great game. Back and forth for me. Honestly, I would love to pick Tom Brady in the Bucks. I would love to make my friend Morgan Pangle happy. But I have to pick the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. And I think it's going to go to overtime. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to pull a Tom Brady, get the ball first, march it down the field, put it in Brady's face. And again, I like Tom Brady. He's a great guy, good guy off the field. No disrespect in Tom Brady. But I think Patrick Mahomes through this game is going to insert himself as the greatest player as far as right now, he's going to go in overtime, march it down the field, 34-28. Chiefs get the win with Patrick Mahomes as your Super Bowl 55 MVP. It's time for way too early predictions. Let's talk about Super Bowl 56. Who is going to win next year's Super Bowl and why? Justin, who you got? I honestly already have the championship games decided in my head. I'll just go cool real quick. NFC, I have the Rams and 49ers. 49ers, they look good despite half their team being hurt. I think even if a quarterback change does come, they're one of my favorites in the NFC. And then we just talked about Matthew Stafford and the Rams. They can make a huge run. In that game, I have the 49ers winning. And then it's going to be a rematch in the AFC championship, Bills and Chiefs. Man, I love the Bills. 
I will always love the Bills, but I think the Chiefs are just going to dominate for too long. I'm going to give the Chiefs the win in this one, and it's going to be a 49ers-Chiefs rematch, and I don't think this will be the last time that they'll rematch, in my opinion. I think it could be three or four times that they rematch. That might be a way too early Super Bowl prediction, but this 49ers team just has a lot of talent, and the coaching is pretty decent there. But I think the Chiefs, I just don't see them losing another Super Bowl. I just don't see them not winning another Super Bowl. It doesn't matter how much talent they have around them some of the time, even though they do have a lot of talent there. Andy Andy Reid is a great coach. Patrick Mahomes is going to stay for the long term. I just don't see them losing. Give me the Chiefs in their third straight win. You got them for the three-peat. I don't have them for the three-peat. If the Chiefs are going to fall just short next season, their luck is going to run out. In the AFC, I agree. Bills and Chiefs give me Buffalo in the revenge game. Stephon Diggs, looking at that celebration, he's going to get it next year. In the NFC, looking at the NFC West, and that's pretty much all I'm looking at. Outside of Green Bay and Tampa Bay, there is not a lot to like about the NFC next season, except for the four teams in the NFC West. What a division any of those four teams could possibly go all the way next. But the team I have coming out of the NFC West, making it in the Super Bowl, is the L.A. Rams with new quarterback Matthew Stafford under center. This team surprised people this season with mediocre offensive play. That defense alone, as long as Aaron Donald is on that team, that defense is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And Matthew Stafford, I believe, still a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, can get it done. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, there's a lot to like about this Rams team. Draft a solid running back in the draft. Maybe add an extra weapon and some offensive linemen. That team is going to be very, very difficult to stop. I have the Rams beating the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game next season. And the Rams will go on to beat the Bills in Super Bowl 56 And Matthew Stafford shows that that gamble the Rams had paid off as best as it could. Rams get another one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for tuning in. As always, Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, will be back next week, same time for our Super Bowl recap and looking ahead towards the offseason. Again, where are the biggest moves? I'm sure we'll have some news for you next week. Thank you for tuning in, and this has been Beyond the Blitz.